2: This week on Comedy Gold Mines, we're celebrating Amanda Seals, who just launched her own show on Kevin Hart's SiriusXM XM channel. Every week, hear Amanda's smart, funny, and black radio on Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud Radio, channel 96. But for now, enjoy this episode with Kevin Hart and his guest, Amanda Seals.
3: Welcome. Welcome, world. Welcome to an all-new episode of Comedy Gold Mines. I said it. In a, in a very uh, excited tone because I'm excited today. So I'm gonna say it again, welcome world to an all new episode of Happy Gold Minds <laughs> where we get inside the minds of amazing comedians, amazing personalities, amazing people who understand funny and understand the levels that are attached to it. And today's episode will be no damn different. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because today's episode I get to talk to a passionate, opinionated, funny, talented woman. Uh, And I've yet to talk to her in depth. I've yet to have a long like conversation. Which I find odd. It's very odd. Like we've yet to like really have a a good back and forth. And today I deem the day. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Amanda Seals. Two comedy gold mines. How you doing, man?
0: I- I'm honored to be amongst the minds of comedy gold. So thank you. It's pretty dope. This thing is like,
3: it's turning into something special. I was, uh, I wanted to do it because I really have a want and need for information about people. Uh, that share the love for what I do. I love to hear people's stories. I love to know how things came together. And in doing so, uh, it just kept on, it it kept getting bigger. It kept getting better. And what I found is that I'm not the only one that loves to hear that. People love to be inspired and informed by just understanding there's so many ways to that that place of success or, you know, that, that place that we deem as successful. It's different layers to it that's what this does it breaks down the layers and today let's get into your layers okay not about fucking me it's about you um amanda i think
0: i i want to start off by by asking you where are you from so i was born in inglewood mm-hmm. um i lived in then we moved to the valley i lived in la till i was eight mm-hmm. uh then i moved to orlando so that's why i spent my like Formative years mm-hmm. in Orlando until I was eighteen, and then I was in New York. So, I, you when you ask where I'm from, it's like I, I didn't just grow up in like one place. But mm-hmm. I feel like, and then my mother is from Grenada. Okay. So, there's a confluence of uh, of things there in terms of like how I define like where I'm from. I got some Cali, you know, I got some South. You got a Vietnamese. nice mixture.
3: You I've got, always you got been a mixture. New Yorker. You know. which, which place do you prefer?
0: At forty, LA. LA yeah.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: at At twenty six, it was like New York. New York yes, you know what I'm saying. It's busy. It's it's vibrant. Now I'm like, oh my god, this is tiring.
3: When when did you make the choice to say entertainment? When 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 did you know that this was the road for you? When was this your decision? What what mark? Where were you? I would
0: say I mean, I was a child actor. Okay. So I was really,
3: really I didn't actor. I didn't know that. See, this is this is what I want to get to. You I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, what do like you mean I child actor. Sh- I was on the show my brother and me on Nickelodeon. I
3: know what that was. Yes.
0: Uh so actually, the creator of my brother and me, Calvin Brown Jr, is a writer on Real Husbands.
3: I know Calvin.
0: Calvin has known me since I was 12 years old. Holy <laughs> shit. I know Calvin. <laughs> yes. Look at
3: that. Already these worlds are colliding. Okay, I like colliding. it. Colliding.
0: Okay. So, uh, and like I was in the movie Cop and a Half, which is like a...
3: <laughs> I know Cop and a Half. It's like
0: a yes. random... I'm yes. amazed at how many people know this movie. A cop and a Half, yes. Burt Reynolds and... and cop that. and a
3: Half is one of those movies that stand out and will forever stand out because it was the first of that kind. Right. Right? Like, like when you talk about... You know, the movies in that, in, that, in that genre of film that have come after, Cop and a Half is the stamp for it. That's a big deal. That's a big deal.
0: <laughs> I'm honored. Well, okay. to be honest, also, My Brother and Me was the first of the black Nickelodeon shows. So, like, we got canceled after one season, but they played it for seven years because it fit with the other shows like Kenan and Kel, all mm-hmm. that, Cousin mm-hmm. Skeeter. All those shows came after My Brother and Me. So you know I've been at the forefront of a few things. You know what I'm saying? You know, no, just... no, no.
3: Those are those are two, <laughs> those are two amazing, uh amazing notches on your resume, on your Thank belt. Thank you. I would say right.
0: SAG since ninety four. Sag, SAG since 94. ninety-four.
3: That's the credit. That's the credit mm-hmm. that I'm gonna go with. I wanna I wanna get into to you now, and then I'm gonna go back to old. Because I don't I wanna flip-flop a lot, right? Because okay. what what I what I now what I now love about you is that you are unapologetically you, uh, and and by that I mean you got something to say. You're gonna say it, and how you feel, um, is not just how you feel, but but it's what it's what you make felt, right? Like you're you're passionate about. Is that a cat tail or is that something just popping up? That's a cat tail. That's a cat tail. That's a fucking cat tail. All right. I didn't know what it was. I just saw a tail moving in the back. It's a black cat. Gray cat. Gray cat. Are you a cat lady? Yes. How many cats?
0: Two. Oh, oof. I have a dog. But my man was a dog person when we got together, when we got back together. But now he's a cat person. So he's like, I got to get my own cat now.
4: We
3: got back together. Well, if you say the word back together, that means that there was some, there's a little bumpy water. So you got back together. So maybe he just said, This is an amazing. Way well, no, back
0: we were college sweethearts. Okay. And then there was a 20 year gap. And then we got together.
3: Holy shit. Love story.
0: Yeah. So it's like not like back together, like, you know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. took a break. It was like we grew.
3: You bumped into each other after 20 years or you found each other after 20 years?
0: I texted him one night and was like, what's your Instagram? And he had called me. Very romantic.
3: I, mm-hmm, yeah, go mm-hmm.
0: ahead, go ahead. He had called me like three months earlier and I was like, why are you calling me? Like, what are you calling me about? <laughs> like, what is this even for? Uh, cause, <laughs> Cause we hadn't spoken. We hadn't spoken in like five years. We hadn't fallen out. And so I'm just like, what? Like, what, what's this about? Like, and he was just like, I was just checking on you. I was like, oh, so you're not going to, you're not calling me to take responsibility for your role in us not talking. For-. You know, I was, I was very like ready for that. Um, and so I was like, well, you know, I don't have the, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to, <laughs> I just remember saying I don't have the emotional bandwidth. And I was like, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to like carry this conversation without dealing with the actual parts of it that need to be discussed. So, you know, be well and so we didn't speak so like that was like in june and then i just had this brainwave in september of that year and was like of last year and was just like uh what's what's your instagram and he sent it to me and i looked at his instagram i was like okay okay so you got a daughter you got a band so okay um so you've been busy and um and then <laughs> I was like, why did you call me in June? And he was like, I just wanted to see how you were doing. I'm like, oh, so we're still not gonna have the conversation. <laughs> and then he called me and we promptly got into an argument. And then I hung up and then he called me back. And I was like, why are you calling me? <laughs> he was like, because I told myself that if you ever spoke to me again, I was not gonna let you stop talking to me again.
3: And that was it, That's so, his history, Where's his history. Yeah, Cut the next morning. Notes. Yeah, the next morning. Cats. We
0: fell asleep on the phone. The next morning, I was like, "What are we doing?" Because I'm really not trying to be a homegirl. He's like, "Well, we're oh we going together." Oh
3: my god, you're so fucking Bloody. direct. You're so direct. <laughs> Any
0: woman at this point is like, "What are like what?" I had, and you know what it is. I I was direct also because I had someone be direct with me recently. Before that, they were literally straight up like, "Yeah, I fuck with you, but I can't." be with you like i'm not prepared and i'm gonna keep it a buck because most niggas would not keep it a buck and just like get the pieces of you that they want and then you know play with you and i appreciated that like for real for real so you know i really feel like being direct has done me very well being direct has done
3: you very well Uh, I just said like, you know, it's like you, I told you how I feel. My only, my only perception of you is based off of, you know, what I've seen It's just the
0: Instagram.
3: Well, I mean, it's, I don't, I can't take that, you know, because I'm not a, as a as a guy who's been you know who 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 has been <laughs> through a several debacles and and yes
0: debacle that's a and, word debacles
3: ten uh, points I, for the,
0: Gryffindor yes, yes.
3: A, a guy who's been through several debacles and you know in those moments. Social media can magnify or sway or turn or change things into, you know, whatever it wants to be. So I can't judge a person based off of that. I'm talking about my perception of you isn't one where I'm judging you. It's what I've seen what I've seen you do. And I've seen you be very passionate about certain things. Um, You know, look, you're, you're a black woman and you stand on that. And in being a black woman, you make your presence felt when once again, you feel like it should be. Um, I want to ask you in your journey in this entertainment business, right through the years of you doing what you do, um, has your I don't want to call it frustration because that's the wrong word, right? For you to to get to the point where it's like, you know, these platforms are now given and and things should be said need to be said. Do you feel like your journey has been fulfilled with moments of like, I've, I've taken a lot, I've endured a lot, and now at this point in my life, I know how to speak correctly and speak on things. I know how to raise awareness. I want to know what, like, because because there's a decision that gets made, right? These platforms didn't exist before.
4: Yeah. These
3: platforms didn't exist. So when they didn't exist, it was conversations between you and some, or maybe mm-hmm. you and many, or maybe a meeting, maybe a group. I don't know. I don't know how, you know. Well, it used pe- to
0: be more so like speaking engagements. Yes. You know, like, but you're still like in a, in a controlled environment. Like you're at an event. We're all here for the same reason. Yes. You know, like y'all came because I was here or... I came here because y'all are here for the same type of interest that I'm here for. Yes. The Instagram, the internet is not like that. Like y'all here cuz you like me, then you here cuz you hate me, and yeah. you here because somebody told you to come here and you like who is this bitch? You know it's a different <laughs> it's like yeah. oh, this is a tough room. You... It's, a, and it's and it's it's the difference between doing stand up like for your audience or mm-hmm. doing stand up like just in a showcase at a comedy club. You know, where when I do stuff for my audience, I, I know that I can just step on stage. And they're going to be like, yes, we're here for this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it it lets me go a lot further. Whereas if I'm on a show where it's me and like five other comics of all different randomness, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's a different it's a different muscle because
3: well, well, I'm, well what I'm getting at is this you your stand up. And you're also a a vocal, you're your you're vocal voice, you know, of community in community, right? And merging the two, when you merge the two, yeah, where where the stand up comedy would break for a minute to talk about the serious issues, and the motherfucker better realize, or do you do you separate them? Like how how do you?
0: They're one entity. Okay. They're a sliding scale,
4: mm-hmm. but I'm
0: always on that scale, and I have to remind people of that. Mm -hmm. sometimes because they're like, why are you making this funny? I'm like, cause this is fucking hilarious. And I'm a comedian. and This is funny. Like Mm -hmm. seeing Dr. Umar in a, whether it was fake or real fashion show, wedding, uh, and him say don't be mad Instagram that one of these women is African vanilla if you don't think that that's hilarious uh-huh. then we're not on the same vibration because that's fucking funny because uh-huh. to call a light-skinned person African vanilla is that's comedy goldmine uh-huh. um so I don't think there's like a difference I think at the end of the day I always look at things through a lens of humor.
4: Uh-huh.
0: Um, but sometimes that's not the first thing that I see, like, when I speak about You something. get to the humor. I get to the humor, yeah. You get
3: to the humor after, after, after being frustrated, after being upset, you find the humor?
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I can find humor in anything. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the beauty of being a comic, right? Like you reach a point where that muscle to people's chagrin, by the way, some people are just like, bitch, can you stop trying to make this funny? I'm like, we, I, I how can I not like, yeah. we're driving through Africa in a pickup truck um, after that's a whole other story. But uh, at the time I had jokes <laughs> 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 to some people's frustration, but I sometimes also feel like you can only be so angry, but for so long, And that's the beauty of blackness, right? Like we have such a bastion and a deep, deep, deep coffer of comedy because I feel like anger has to, it has to refine into something else. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it refines into rage. Mm -hmm. Um, In my case, it oftentimes refines into creativity and that creativity can be as basic as a joke or as expansive as a whole show.
4: Imagine
2: bold, naturally aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger eating thick-cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag. It's nice to dream about
3: cheese for a bit. Tillamook Cheddar, extraordinary dairy.
1: Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just
3: $30. How do you feel that the Black woman is represented today in stand-up Comedy?
0: I think we're still like kind of there, but not, you know, I think we are getting there. I mean, I was the first Black woman... To have a stand-up special at HBO. I was only the second black woman to ever have a stand-up special at HBO and it was the first in ten years. Um, when I got my special.
3: Did you did you make them aware of that after it, after Amanda it Seals? Of I mean I would assume <laughs> listen, there's there's no world where I don't where I don't see you saying that.
0: I was like, how is this not because they were because there were people that were trying to make that contra- like a point of congratulatory praise. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not something to be proud of. This is actually shameful. Um, (laughs) So, like, do better. (laughs) Like,
4: like, you're the first
0: black. I'm like, I don't, I hate the idea of first black anything in 2021. I'm just Um, like... You know
3: you sound like? You sound like my friend Will Spank Horton. Uh, Spank (laughs) is a comedian. He's also, uh, you know, he's... He's on my radio show, Straight from the Heart. i and know Spank. Spank <laughs> well, the audience doesn't know. I have no, to make say, the audience you know. See say. this? Look, you know. See, people forget how good of a host I am. I'm painting the picture for the people that are listening.
0: Paint on, Bob Ross. Paint on. So
3: they have to. They have to understand. Spank has a enormous amount of frustration towards any conversation surrounded by the first black. And we have been debating with Spank with this for years. Like Spank shuts it down on a radio show. We like, hey man, Spank, you know, they say that this is the first black man to ever hold a candle, uh, et cetera. <laughs> He's like, see, this is shit I'm talking about. Like, he gets so angry. So when you, when you voice your frustration, I can immediately picture Spank's face and him saying, Finally, somebody that feels the way that I feel. Twenty twenty, this is the last thing that I want to hear. I don't want to hear about the first black man to do this. He said that's ridiculous. We should have been did the shit. Stop celebrating the shit. Stop exactly. making it news. Um so you know, for you, when you when you look at that that moment, right? A big moment it is still. It still is a big moment you doing yeah. an h b o special now granted when you when you peel the layers off of it the way that you did it's something where you make them aware of and and say you guys you got to do better and i believe um uh yvonne right she, mm-hmm. she- she went and followed and had one and I don't you know mm-hmm. I don't know if it sparks the conversation or interest from that platform alone to say let's utilize these amazing uh, talented women that we have that are bringing us so much success and open up more doors for them by allowing them to further their careers by by giving them another stare. I don't know I don't know if that's the case mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say that but uh hit show and hit personalities maybe it is maybe it isn't that's not me. That's just me thinking as a, I'm thinking as a producer, right? I'm like, as a producer, I go one plus one is two. And if I can get to four, and great, I don't know. What I do know mm-hmm. is that I am seeing growth uh, from women of color that have a microphone, right? I am seeing, I'm seeing a better, a better understanding of Fair, fair, fair attempt, right? Like, okay, we do need to make this better, and here's what I mean by that. Tiffany Haddish, and I'm gonna go use as an example. She's a friend's sister, right? Tiffany Haddish and the onboarding of I want to put these other women on, mm-hmm. and I want to do a special, and I want to. These black women are gonna be on here, and they all played a major part in me, my career somehow, some way.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: There was a time a couple years ago where i'll say more than a couple of years ago where well who are they and and what no right we we there was a there's a a palm to the chest for a lot of things if we don't feel like these things can move the needle for us
4: mhm
3: we i don't i don't know right i don't i don't i don't know i've seen a i've seen a uh an attempt to say okay we're going to go with the creators behind those that are trying to open these doors. And I say that to say, even with London Hughes, right? London Hughes, she didn't come over. She wasn't known, but I said, yo, this girl is, she's a comedian. She's come from the UK. She's got a lot of steam on it. Yo, I'm going to produce a special. And you know, all I need is just your support as a platform to give her the proper, you know, presentation, give it a proper marketing promotion. It wasn't met with the same hesitancy. That it wants.
0: Can I point something out, though?
3: That I'm Kevin Hart and it's different for me? Yeah. Okay.
0: I think that, I think, well, it's not just that you're Kevin Hart. I think it's, it can, it's a false equivalency in a certain way because it still has us cheering on extremes that we, that we are, that we don't share with white counterparts. Absolutely. So like you have to be Kevin Hart. She has to be Tiffany Haddish for that. Mm there are folks who are white that are nowhere near the fame of Kevin Hart, Mm -hmm. that are nowhere near the fame of Tiffany Haddish, Mm -hmm. who are getting- Those opportunities. And the green light of like, yeah, we trust you. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so that to me is where I'm like, we're still, it still becomes this element of like, you have to be so extremely beyond the uh median as a black person to be considered and that's the frustrating part for me it's
3: chris rock's joke it's chris rock's joke about he is in a neighborhood and and his neighborhood is you know mary j blige him and the neighbor is just a regular dentist he says i'm the best comedian in the world (laughs) mary j blige (laughs) is one of the most dominant singers in the entire world and than our neighbor.
1: Donald is J. Dentist. Goldblatt. He's, He's a, a dentist. Dentist. Just <laughs>
3: cleans fucking mm-hmm. teeth. Yeah. No, Did you're you gloss? That's, Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And what you're saying. It's like, you know, it's it's the it's the extra high of, of what has to be over here for the same opportunity that's given over here.
0: And the metric. The metric isn't the same. Like I feel like there's also just the output. You know, like someone like me, like, I am a proven creative. Like, mm-hmm. if anyone was curious, you know, you can see, like, damn, like, she's been creating shit for a long time
4: mm-hmm.
0: with nothing that has managed to sustain her for her whole creative Define career. Define what you mean when you
3: say nothing. I like to to paint pictures. So, when you say that. I
0: haven't had any investors. I haven't had, like, I wasn't, you know, pushing weight on the side to fund my dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have no nigga that was handling the bills while I figured it out. Like it, it was Mm
4: -hmm.
0: me conceptualizing from my brain and then pulling from friends and, you know, my little bit of, you know, resources that I would make and figuring out how to take a seed of an idea and germinate it to at least like creation. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've done that. At different measures for throughout the course of my career, but people in the positions to be gatekeepers oftentimes are only recognizing like, well, who else is like? What's your level of celebrity versus what's your level of output mm. Mm. in deter in determining who to get behind? Mm-hmm. You know, so like that's like a that's a personal. I mean, I'm kind of like, I, I, but that's like a personal frustration of mine that like, you know, people will get production deals who have never produced anything.
3: When you say frustration of viewers though, does it, like, are you angry? Does that make you angry and 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 look at the people getting the deal? Like there was, how, how can I say this, you know?
0: It doesn't make me jealous of the people getting the deals.
3: Okay, like I was gonna say, it's not, when you say angry, frustrated, it's like, wow, you know, I wish that.
0: I get irritated at the process.
3: Okay, okay, Because Clear.
0: the people who are determining the decision-making are using a process that undermines creative value in preference of celebrity. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And I would love to see even just more of a balance of that. And if it's not celebrity, then the next tier down is in preference of like, Oh, I relate to you because you're a white guy like me. And so the things that you're talking about, I understand. And so therefore I will get behind you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, which is also why we have to have more folks in executive positions That have a mindset of, you know, there's a lot of stories to be told. Well, I was
3: just about to say, you know, when I have these conversations and I hear this side of, of like outlook on, on what, what I feel is missing, right? Like, here's the thing, I'm not able to bring my ideas to the same table that these people are bringing their ideas to. And the table that I have to get to is full of people that don't have the understanding or knowledge-
0: Or the curiosity.
3: Or or to go, (laughs) or or to simply say, oh my God, this could be good. This table that I have to sit at is, is never going to get the same reaction that that table over there does, right? And and when you talk to me and you tell me these things, well, I think about the creatives in place. So I, I'm very strategic in anything that I do. This is the problem. And I know that I keep running to that door. Well, I'm gonna find the other door, the smaller door, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna find the people mm-hmm. that are just starting to get through that door. And I'm gonna say, I the value that I feel like I have is not just an idea, but it's in potential IP. And from hearing what you're saying, you're going, I know how to fucking tell stories. I know that the things that I have are not only fucking good, but it's things that people wanna see told. I know Mm -hmm. that for a fact. And if you put me with the right people and put me around the right people, I'm not only gonna make them understand it, I'm gonna make them fucking go, okay, this is something that we want to do. Mm -hmm. I don't like that I can't get there and I don't like that my road and journey there is full of fucking cobblestones still.
0: Um, because the other thing too, is that, you know, we do still live in this this racist driven world. So, you know, then you get black folks in positions sometimes who don't, who make a point of not being the, the person who's bringing black folks in because they don't want to look a certain way to their non-black counterparts Uh, for a various amount of reasons. I'm not even Mm -hmm. trying to shade them. Like, that, maybe it's like, you know, I don't want them to pigeonhole me, so I don't want to be that. You know what I mean? There's a number of reasons. But ultimately, it really is just, I want to see some good shit. Yeah. Like, I really am craving some, like, exceptional shit. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that gets made is not based on, like, the actual dopeness of the product it's based on like the connection or it's based on, um, you know, the the political play that's that's being made, you know, and down the road, et cetera. And so seeing that done with art, it's always been done. But now that I'm like in it, you remember when Dave was like, once they showed me behind the curtain, mm-hmm. it was like, ah, damn. Now that I'm in it, I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know if I wanna fuck with this. <laughs> Well, well, I had to to recenter and decide to, because it felt like it felt like a behemoth, like it felt like like this like daunting, like just obstacle that I was never going to be able to get past. And then I just I just reached a point where I was like, "Well, nigga, you got to try."
3: Well, what does Amanda Seals want? What am I saying? Well, what do you want from the business at this point, right? Like with your with your options, options for what? That's that's vague options. Tell me what. What does that mean?
0: It's more like it's open. It's
3: not vague. It's open. Tell me what it means. It's I I want want,
0: options. I want to reach a point where when I have a creative idea, it's not about how am I going to get it done. Mm -hmm. It's about who. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: And I'm able to say, I have this idea. Which of you want to do it? And then I'm deciding who is the best person to do it Mm -hmm. versus being in a position where I'm hoping to get a yes from somebody to do it. And Mm. that is... You know, uh, I, I mean, I would love to to stay in this DIY space, but at a certain point, like if you're gonna cross over the bridge to to be able to create projects that get to more people, like it's just a space you have to get to, or you have to get an investor to put money into you to be able to make the production. It, <laughs> I'm, it's like what Kanye was telling Sway, like I don't have the the you don't yeah. have the answers because I don't have the infrastructure, et cetera, et cetera. And I, but you. Unlike him, I feel like what I have come to understand more than anything is that there are more people than I thought that are in this business that feel the way I do Mm -hmm. and that genuinely do want to make good work and that, um, and that like have a love for the same things that I love about this business. And so it's like finding those people. Well, I think
3: this is the beauty of this conversation because I'm 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 understanding and I'm learning. Like I said, we've never had a, a conversation. So, you know, I I am the infrastructure. I am the the fucking machine that you're referring to. And in doing that, I've never talked to you. We've never said or But there's or, been
0: people around you that have talked to me. Mm-hmm. But or they've talked no, no, actually, there's people around you that have talked around me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but it's like we never get to sit down. Okay. Um, I know what
3: you mean. I know what you, you feel mean. Feel me? Yes. And so I know exactly what you it's mean.
0: like but I I have been very quiet about my desire to create at this level because I was scared. And now I'm not.
3: Well, yeah, well, I like in in me talking to you now it's like the the first thing that I was going to say is like, well, are we talking about You know, you now wanting to put on this creative hat. Are you telling me like you wanna you wanna produce, you wanna show run, you wanna create. Like, okay, I've used this door and stand up comedy is great and these shows and these acting jobs is great. But now that I've been behind it, I know that I have the ability to to produce dope shit. I know that I have great ideas. Yeah. And and all I need is the correct machine to literally. input said great idea. literally. In.
0: That's that's what I
3: need at this point.
0: That is correct. But if,
3: if I'm given that opportunity yes. to attach myself to say great machine, yes. and I did a great machine, well then I know that I've checked my box and I know that I can continue to cur co- I can continue to mm-hmm. check this box ongoing. This is going to get me to a revolving door of what I feel would be or become Well
0: like you, I'm strategic, right? Mm-hmm. So when you are signing up for something like that, you have to really ask yourself, what is my main, what is like my staying power in mm-hmm. this space?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Because for me to attach myself to other, to other infrastructures, et cetera, et cetera, I, that means I need to be able to produce. That mm-hmm. means I need mm-hmm. to be able to stay in focus. And I had to really make sure with myself that I, that I have that, you know, cause mm-hmm. you may have a couple of good ideas, but then it's like, do you have any more good yeah. ideas?
4: Yeah. And, yeah. Then
0: you have, and then you face the time where you have this really good idea that you're married to, that you love, and then you bring it out into the world, and folks are like, eh. Nah. How, nah. Do, you, how do you deal with that? So how these are the beg like, beg things that? that you put yourself through, to, that I put myself through in my strategic effort to understand if this is really where I want to anchor myself and ground myself. And I've done my due diligence Enough to know that, yeah, like this is, I mean, Charlemagne has known this about me forever. He's always on my head like, nigga, why are you not producing? I'm like, yeah. I'm in process. I'm in process. And, but now I've reached a point where everything that you were saying, I truly understand and believe. It's not like before where it would be like, yeah, like that would be dope if I had that. Now I'm like, no, this is exactly how this would be implemented. Mm-hmm. This is exactly how this will go. I completely believe and trust myself to be someone who can contribute greatly to the African American cultural canon uh, in the in in the spaces of art on a multitude of levels because I've done it on a smaller level and I have loved doing it. And I think at the end of the day, you have to really know like, do you love doing this or do you love getting money?
3: Are you still operating in the in the space of funny within within producing Always. or in the space of funny? Yeah. So then it's said here on Comedy Goldmines, I, Kevin Hart, will commit to a real deal meeting with said person, <laughs> Amanda Seals. Okay. And a real deal meeting. A, a real deal meeting. Not a not a bullshit. Not a like I wanna I wanna know. I wanna hear, and I'll have my, my execs there as well. Like I I'm not I'm not a bullshit type of guy. I mean, I think my reputation speaks for itself, especially when it comes in, into this world. This is what mm, the fuck I do. This is, this is what I do very well. I, I develop, I execute. And
0: I commend you because not, not a lot of people see things all the way through.
3: hmm But I'm a relationship guy. I'm big on relationships. So and
0: that's the only reason I'm still in this business.
3: It's because of relationships.
0: Yeah. Like, Jesse that's- Collins is why I have a special. Wow. Just because that's my nigga. Yeah. And like he was in a room and they were talking about everyone but me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, how you not talking about of Seals? Mm. And of course it required me to actually be funny. Of course mm-hmm. it required me to have a, an agent that stayed on top of it. Of course it mm-hmm. required me to show and prove, you know, after he's planted that seed, but that seed was planted by love.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, and and that can be something that's real hard to find in this town, because sometimes when people mean relationships, they just mean like quid pro quo and quid pro quid pro. I can never say that quid pro quo don't look know? at me for it, I don't have it. <laughs> and don't hand fuck. washing hands and you know yeah. whose dick did you suck and da, 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 da. and it's like i have i have never sucked a valuable dick that got me anywhere well so. i've
3: heard you i've heard you actually speak on this before of saying that you know
0: because people love to say this yeah
3: you said that's not you've never done that's not that has not been your journey it, it, it has, has not what? been
0: I literally had someone tell me, like, see, the problem is you suck the wrong dicks. <laughs> like you Jesus were sucking. Christ. You were sucking dicks and niggas you liked.
3: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Amanda. Jesus
0: Christ. Was, and they're right. You know, it was, it was it was it was a, it was about joy, not strategy. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, there is a strategic way to suck a dick, don't get me wrong, because also you need to manage your jaw strength. <sighs> but when it boils down to it, it really, like, for so long, my method was simply just like, I'm going to just keep doing dope shit. And that's going to connect me to dope people. And it has. And then, you know, those dope people have... Um, so I, I say that to say that, like, I am a relationship person, too. And I, I, I've i noticed that about you, that, like, the, the people you knew from back then, you're still able to be connected to. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. my mom was at lunch with... My homeboy from high school today. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I am the same way. Wait, are you a Cancer? Did I ever that? I am a that? Cancer.
3: Oh, I am we're a cancers. Cancer. That's what it is, I'm a too. Cancer. When's your we're birthday? Cancer,
0: July 1st. I'm
3: July 6th. Yeah. That's I'm the other July thing. 6th. There it is. Mm-hmm. Six there six it is. Months. More connective Issue.
2: Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I I want to know, what, what is a want from stand-up comedy? Is there still a want from stand-up comedy today? Is there still a drive for stand-up comedy today? Are you still like, you know what, I still want to check some things off the box or off the list that are attached to stand-up comedy today?
0: Yeah, I want to do the same as TIFF in terms of making space for other comics. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Smart Funny and Black started as a stand-up showcase because when I started doing stand-up, it felt like Black comedy was being relegated to only one very specific form of comedy. Mm -hmm. And it was like, if you don't do deaf comedy jam style comedy, then you're not considered a Black comic. Like, Mm. that was the tune of the town. Mm. If you have, like, more uh, heady type comedy. You know, if your premises are longer, if you're not giving a lot of physicality, then you're an alt comic or you're over there with the white comics. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was just blowing me because a lot of my friends that were black comics, like we want to talk to other black people and tell these jokes, but it was like, Oh yeah, but y'all aren't this. So mm-hmm. we're not going to put you in this space. And so mm-hmm. I literally started smart funny in black as just like, a, 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 with the goal of expanding, what is considered black comedy and that you can have it like the idea that you can't have intellectual comedy and call it black is very in it's line absurd. with this fucking country it's absurd <laughs> exactly yeah. so i started it in that way but then when i moved to la um i just decided i wanted to change the format to something that was a little bit more of like a game show and it's now blossomed into this whole theatrical experience and then also there's a like TV version of it. But when it comes down to it, it was like, I just want to open up the space. Mm-hmm. And so for me with stand up, it's continuing to do that. I want to continue to open up the space. And, um, and when we have our real deal meeting, I'll tell you the ways in which I plan to do that.
3: No, I like that. I already, I already, as you're talking, the, the wheels are already spinning. And I mean, look, that within itself is a brand and you still talking about, you know, comedy, you talking about opening up doors, you talking about, you know, the presentation uh, and delivery in and comedy and, and what the perception is attached to people that do it a certain way. Well, I want to break the mold in that like there's My wheels are already spinning as you're talking about ways to make a relationship make sense. Um, IP is king today. Yes. I, I P is king. So without it, you're nothing. And, you know, and to have it, you need the creative minds to present it. So I am nowhere near uh, any place of being against uh, meeting and, and a discovery of how we can have some type of relationship and something makes sense. Like there, it's just it doesn't make sense to me. Like that's there's no world where that doesn't make sense. And it's the only reason why there hasn't been a world where it happens is because I can say I just I didn't know. I had no idea that you were in
0: before it's time. I mean, that's it. Cause to be honest, I wouldn't have even, to be honest, like I, I wouldn't have been ready. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And you have to know that about yourself too. Right. Like you may have all the tools to build the house, but Mm -hmm. like you still need to go learn how to design it. (laughs) And that was, I feel like, where i've been i've had all the tools but it was like i hadn't i didn't have the design that i wanted for the kingdom that i want to build
3: when you say you say you're 40 now when do you think that came when do you think the knowledge of the last year last year self-awareness
0: understanding the of you year. where you are okay you know what it was because COVID allowed me to go home to orlando and like just be in my mama house for three months and not deal with la and wow. it was like a it was like a cleanse, you know what I'm saying? It was like a juice cleanse of bullshit. And I think that that really allowed me to recenter. And then I had like my own breakthroughs in therapy and the breakthroughs I had were the type of breakthroughs that like empower you to be able to control yourself in ways that you did not know that you could. But that but that have been holding you back.
3: Why did you make the choice to go to therapy? What was it that you said? What was it that made you say, you know what, I wanna I wanna I wanna go on this journey now?
0: Because too many people told me they don't like me.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. And I
0: was moving to LA and I was like, I don't know why these motherfuckers don't like me. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't wanna move to a whole new city uh with baggage. Mm-hmm. And so I have a whole scripted series that we're pitching right now called Amanda Seals is difficult that talks about my journey in therapy to getting to the bottom of why do people say I'm difficult and then understanding when I need to give a fuck about it. And when it's actually somebody trying to fuck with me and.
3: <laughs> when, we, when we get off, as soon as we're done, like literally, so I'm just going to say something to you and you're going to go, Holy shit. He's so fucking fast. Like, as soon as...
4: <laughs> you're going to go,
3: holy shit, he's so fast. So, so this is something, obviously, that, uh, I mean, it, it acts as self-reflection. I'm, I'm big on that, right? I think, mm-hmm. you know, a problem is always going to be a problem until the person is willing to say, I'm only focusing on a solution, right? And until the person can say that, well, you're dealing with a revolving door of either that same problem or more problems to build from it. So, if you're not going to say... I'm going to get to the bottom of solution. And I think the first step is understanding me. Well, it's tough. So you making that decision at the time in Orlando, were you, you know, were you doing,
0: well, I made that decision in 2015 to start going to therapy. Mm -hmm. But when I was in Orlando, I, right before I went to Orlando, I, I had had an experience where I found myself having suicidal thoughts for the first time ever. Wow. And...
3: Is this known information? Have you spoke on this?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, but it made me really, like, to your point, reset. Because ultimately, I, ultimately I had reached this, this point where I know a lot of people who've gone through this, um, and they may not talk about it, but you reach a point where you're like, I am who I am but it seems like who I am is somebody that like people don't like, Mm -hmm. which means that I'm not going to, that I'm always going to be sad.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So if I can't change who I am Mm -hmm. (laughs) and people don't like me and I'm always going to be sad, then why am I here? Mm -hmm. And you know, depression is not rational. So like people would be like, Oh, I'm depressed. And it's like, you're in a funk. You may be in a bad mood. Depression mm-hmm. is when you reach a point of irrational thinking about your existence and about your ability to actually overcome that's, what, that's what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're kind of like falling down a pit that has no bottom. And I was very fortunate that my pit has a bottom because um, I, I told my assistant, I was like, get my mother on a plane immediately. Because, like, I ain't never thought like this before in my life. Get my mother mm-hmm. on a plane immediately. I was doing the real at the time and Mm -hmm. I saw I like literally had to go on camera the next day. I'm like crying the whole morning. I'm just like just distraught and I always say this like I came on camera and I had three cornrows and that's when niggas should have known something's wrong with her Mm -hmm.
4: Mm because
0: she is on live TV with three cornrows Mm -hmm. and a full beat face of makeup but I had to get it together because that's what we do. We we get it together. That's a very black woman thing to do. Like I know I'm in the middle of a nervous breakdown but (laughs) I have to get this check. Um but ultimately, from there, though, when I when I got on the phone with my therapist, she was like, "You've just reached a point where your confidence has just been obliterated, and so we need to just get that back." And she made it so she simplified. She made with, it so
3: so easy to understand. Yes, this thing that you have <laughs> battled with that is it's is acted as the craziest. <laughs> You know, if this was school, it's like you're you're looking at the the board that <laughs> Russell Crowe was looking at <laughs> great like, in Mind."
4: Like,
0: and yes, it was "Beautiful Mind," but you know what? In "Beautiful Mind," as the story goes, that that individual was able to like get outside of their madness and like look at it from a bird's eye perspective, and
3: um, I'm gonna tell you something so- that's. I'm going to tell you something that's, you, you made me think of, right? Like you, you mentioned Kanye and, and, and mentioning Kanye, you know, whether you're a fan of what he does or, or the way that he operates or not. Um, I'm, I'm a person that looks like, you know, passion. I, I kind of make my own decisions. I don't follow the movement of others and why. But when Kanye was going through his craziest fucking moments publicly, i heard him say different shit and a lot of it came from being misunderstood
0: oh that's my life he got he had
3: well this is where you're gonna you're mm-hmm. gonna see how i'm tying this in he, he a lot of the anger and blow-ups i was at i was at a club one time this is years ago because i uh, you know, I don't, I don't club. Anymore I don't be in the club no more. I don't fucking go. It sounds to club weird anymore. to say that, right? I know, like just, I was in the I'm, club. I'm very, I'm very much removed, okay, from that atmosphere. It's very hard to see me because I don't fucking, I'm, I'm away, okay? Uh, Trust me. I just but, moved to
0: Calabasas. I'm, I'm away. Yes, I'm like, I'm, I'm gone.
3: So, so Kanye says in the club, he's got the microphone. He grabs the microphone. He was like, you know, I'm sick of motherfuckers acting like they ain't been in debt. <laughs> I had a credit card bill and a motherfucking bill And he starts going to shit Because cause they told me my ideas was great I funded that shit I put it on my credit card I had all this debt And it was like, it was, it was frustration and People were looking at it like, oh, this motherfucker's going crazy <laughs> He was so upset that nobody believed what he believed That nobody saw what he saw He was so upset And it just kept spiraling Nobody understands me. I'm the one that changed Nike. I gave the sneaks. I told them they would be big. Look at the sneaks down. They don't want to do it. Louis Vuitton didn't want to do it. I told them to do it. Leather pants became big. All of this shit, people were missing the fucking, the through line. Like he was right. He was just, he was, he was presenting the information incorrectly and nobody was hearing it. And that anger grew and grew and grew. And then everybody's like, he's bipolar. He's got all this other shit. What he really was was a passionate guy about his craft and what he really thought he could do at the highest level. And it wasn't just music, it was attached to clothing, it was attached to designing, it was attached to this whole other fucking thing. And I'm a genius and I'm an all, it just started spiraling fucking going all haywire because people were looking past the passion that a person had attached to what they do. When you were talking just now, and even still talking, I hear so much passion and, being overlooked or like I want to get to the fucking table. I got shit. I want to be hurt. Give me a chance to fucking to to just say. I don't get the same chance. Why the fuck? Yeah, your voice starts to raise. Is
4: these niggas better than me? Yeah, like that's to what
3: Yeah, like <laughs> your, your, your <laughs> voice starts to raise and it's 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 only being raised because of the frustration of not feeling like you're being understood.
0: Well, I have a saying, I'm not hostile. I'm just passionate. I understand and, that. Um,
3: I truly understand that.
0: Being misunderstood is a very isolating experience. It's very, very lonely. Cause it makes you feel like you don't belong. And the feeling of not belonging, like humans are herd animals, you know, like the feeling of not belonging is like, it, it fucks with you. It gaslights you, you know? And so but at a certain point, you have to ask yourself, what role am I playing in this process of belonging so that who, who Who am I trying to belong to mm-hmm. why why do I care mm-hmm. about approval from these people?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And you have to have that conversation with yourself and be honest about what that really is about like mm-hmm. is it are they validating me? Why am I giving them power to validate me mm-hmm. or is it just about a means to the next step, right? Like, I don't give a fuck about the Emmys. I don't give a fuck about the Oscars. I don't give a fuck about none of these award shows because I know that these awards are simply, aside from maybe the SAG Awards, they're not really based on the merit of the craft.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: But I also know that in the business that I'm in, they have a value and a cachet in a certain way. And I'm a consummate realist. So you're a strategist, but... I have strategy in me, but I'm a realist. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where someone like me and Mr. West differ. Because even in all of that frustration, I always know it comes back to me. Mm -hmm. And I have to assess, why am I this frustrated? And to your point...
3: You go back and you ground it. Mm Yeah. As
0: my mother would say, you pull the kite in. You know, because Mm. the kite is all here, just right, going around. You have to bring it in. Mm -hmm. And then you find your new pathways. So that's what was happening to me. I was all crazy, you know, all frantic and shit. But ultimately it was like, nah, nigga, like you need to just reassess who you're doing work with, Mm. why you're doing the work. The deal I made with myself, I don't do nothing for just money. Mm -hmm. There have been times in my life where I had no choice. Like if I needed to pay this bill, like I don't like this thing right here. I don't like these people right here. I don't even like this content, but I need this check. I am very blessed to be at a place in my life where if it ain't fun money, I don't want it.
4: Mm-hmm. And That's also did, good for your mind.
0: It's good for your spirit, baby. Mm-hmm. It's good for your soul. It's good for your ancestors. I did Real Husbands the other day for one day. Wasn't, that was some of the funnest money I've ever made in my life. The
3: environment, the people.
0: Yes.
4: The energy. Just being
0: with Chris mm-hmm. and, you know, and like I have spent a lot of time doing shows that may not have fulfilled me in that way. Um, and they fulfill me in so many other ways in, in positive and uplifting ways that were very valid. But at this point, I'm like, damn, like I just wanna be in a joy space.
3: But do you know how many people struggle with that understanding, Amanda? Yes. Cause you know I struggled people? with it. That's <laughs> the that's the hardest thing for people to understand. I think the biggest misconception, you know, about me is damn, he don't he don't wanna go around or be around blah, 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 or he's not coming to Kevin fucking with, you know, I hear it all the time from my friends. I'm like, you guys just don't understand. I just, I, I only, I only involve myself with energy that I feel matches mine. And if it, if it doesn't, or if it can't, you have to understand the consequence of just bad energy. It just bad energy is such a low, Cancerous. It's such a low. Yes, it's such a fucking low. I don't, I don't, I don't like to hear about bad shit. You know how some people, how some people love it, love yes. it. Like when you go, hey, scroll man, looking for it. You hear what happened to Tony, and and you go, what happened to Tony? Happened. So to, what happened to Tony? And they get excited. What the fuck happened to Tony? No, I ain't here. Let me tell you. Let me. Man, you going? You just going to drink? What? I'm the guy that goes. I I don't want. Him. I don't. I don't wanna know. No, Kev, okay, this is crazy. You heard such and such broke. I didn't hear. I'm okay. I don't I don't like it. I don't I don't like I don't like that. I don't. I don't like it, man. And no. I don't like how some flourish off of it. So I, I solely say this to say I truly do understand what you mean when you say I'm I I if it's not funny money, if it's not something that I can do to have a good time, then it's not for you because you've seen the other
0: side. Yes. That's growth, that's big, that's big, that's strong. Thank you, I turned down a job, I, I booked a job, but I moved into my new house as my first house. I bought it, we moved in on July 31st. Congrats. Thank you, I was supposed to start the job on the 4th of August
4: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I called my agent and I was like, I ain't signed shit. Oh, can we, can we change, you know? And also there was like COVID and like the Delta was out here there's in these streets heavy. Yeah, and lot. I was just like, I feel like I just want to be in the house. Yeah. Um, and that was a hard decision to make because you're also like, well, you know, you got to pay for the house, so you need to go yeah. work. Yeah. But, I'm, I, I'm so happy that I made that choice because money came as it does when you apply yourself to joy,
4: mm-hmm.
0: it will come.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, and more importantly, peace came and I was able to like, spend my time not feeling anxious about like, Oh shit, what's going on at the house. And okay. You know, COVID is out here. I got to keep up. I got the mask on and, and the shield. And I don't know these people on this show. So I got to meet a bunch of new people. And you know, I just, um, I had to be honest with myself in a way that it's taken a lot of growth and time to be, you know, and I'm, I'm continuing that journey. Even, even being this honest with you and saying like, nigga, listen, you know, I want a multimedia moguldom with scripted, unscripted, live, uh, written, or literary, I should say, and, and film. And then when people ask you why, it's because I can. That's why, because mm-hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. And not because I wanna be famous, not because I want to be rich, but because I want to bring joy to people through the gifts I was given. Like that's really why.
3: You get no speed bump from me. You get, you get no speed bump from me. You get no no voice with with hesitation attached to it. I don't think you're saying anything wrong, and you know it's thinking like that that gets those opportunities to come. And if you don't make it known that you think like that, well, then your wants and your you know the, your direction was well, a secret. And but you know and- you
0: said something earlier about relationships, and I always say it's not just who you know. It's who knows
3: what you do. Exactly. Exactly. I know a lot of people. That I, can, I can't tell you what the fuck they do. <laughs> I know. I know a lot of people that if you ask me, what do they do for a living? I'm going to go. That's the. Uh, he cool. I don't know. He cool as cool. fuck though. Yeah. Be over here. He always got nice shoes. I'm going to mm. say something stupid. He's always got a nice hat. His hats be dope. I love his hats. I don't fucking know. And and knowing this about you, you know this is past. You know Amanda Seals the the comedic talent. This is past Amanda Seals the 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 vocal voice. Uh, you know the the host, the the actress. Like this is past. This is talking to Amanda Seals the creative. And knowing this instantly, I tap into. Well, I want to know more about that that world and that thing that you have. And there is no space where you can't find something that can make sense. It just has to be worked. Mm-hmm. That's it. And if you're willing to do the work and willing to fucking, you know, be a part of the process and stick with the process, there's no world where it doesn't work out. It just doesn't happen like that. It doesn't. Facts. It does not. Um, guys, I mean, shit, this is the beauty of the podcast, right? It's real conversation. It's unprepped. It's, uh, it's, it's just, it's, It's the will and want to know and understand. And that's what I want within the people that I'm talking to. I want to understand more. And on today's episode of Comedy Gold Minds, I'm happy to say that I'm leaving with a much better understanding of Amanda Sills than I had when I came in. And that's a fucking dope thing. And I hope you are too. I hope you are too. As my (laughs) listeners, if you guys didn't listen to this and go, wow, we just got to hear a woman talk so passionately. About her growth, about her road, about her journey, about what she's been through, what she's done, why she is where she is now, and in that space now, we heard true happiness. Keep that in mind. I'm a happy bitch, but you doing a good job, bitch. Yeah. You doing a good job. <laughs> That's good, and 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 I'm glad that we got to experience some of that joy. It's contagious. Thank you for having me. Thank you for making space for me to bring that. Oh man Uh, Ladies and gentlemen This is it This is Comedy Gold Mines When we get inside The minds of amazing comedians And oh my god Today what an amazing mind It was Amanda Sills I want to say Thank you so much I appreciate you Um, Don't go nowhere Stick around for a second
2: Comedy Gold Mines Is a Sirius XM And LOL Audio production Executive produced By Kevin Hart Ty Randolph And Eric Weil With Tastemakers Media Emil Garner And Ian McDonald. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation? Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. But make sure to pack your body bags, because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation.